listening to Ranking Tracks, part of CKCC Radio. And now your host, Jeff Trellowitz. And welcome to episode number 19 of Ranking Tracks here on CKCC Radio. This is going to be a fun one because I am joined in the studio right now by Mr. Mark Adams, who is the co-host of United We Fan. Welcome to the podcast, Mark. Jeff, it has been a long time coming. I'm a big listener, big fan. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have you here. For those that don't know, believe it or not, this is not our first time podcasting together. In fact, it was your first time podcasting was when you and me joined Commissioner Chris for uh, Chris Rank's Universe, and it led you to uh, create your own podcast. Yeah, yeah, I, you guys were a great first-time host introducing me, letting me um, join the party, and um, yeah, from that we were inducted into the CKCC family, where you all were the greatest, so if anyone has podcast ideas, I highly recommend CKCC Radio, not only for listening, but just being a part of their family, it's a great podcast family, and then from that, you all wished us well, and you've been great friends with us over at United We Fan the Podcast. It is a great nerd podcast. Uh, I have not listened to the new one yet because I'm a little bit behind on Mandalorian. So, But other than that, I've loved every episode. And you and I tend to give each other shout-outs anyway, so it just makes sense to have you on the podcast. Appreciate it, yeah. And um, you know, we fan, my co-host Brian and I have a lot of fun. Our last, most recent episode was about Mandalorian, mainly season one, and then upcoming episode is going to be about our some of our favorite thanksgiving tv shows all right well slaps giving better be on that list uh, i'm gonna be disappointed if it's not tune in find out <laughs> oh i will all right and you actually picked what we uh are gonna rank today so give give the listeners an idea of what we're gonna be talking about today uh the 90s had a lot of great music a lot of people were talking about grunge band, but I actually went a different direction than, say, Nirvana. I more I went more Booty and the Blowfish. They are a top ten band for me. I know I get some judgment from that, but I love them, and I was hoping you would do their craft review, one of the highest top ten, or sorry, top twenty selling albums of all time. So I think it's a great fit for you. And I had never actually sat down and listened to the entire album. So again, that's what I love doing about this podcast, is it gives me an excuse to listen to full albums. You know, we always tend to just listen to maybe just the bands that we really like. And while I do like Hootie and the Blowfish, you know, you said they're top 10 for you. I don't know that I would rank them that high for me. So it was fun to sit down and listen to this from start to finish. Absolutely, and that's why I love podcasts like yours, where you um, go into different albums, and you also say what you really enjoy about it, and I can hear your perspective, and then what I'll more often not do is listen to it, and I remember it started with a Billy Joel album you did, and I hadn't really listened to it, and I went back because of you, and yeah, that's why I like hearing people talk about music, especially if their passion and their love for the music or the albums comes out then it usually hooks me, and I at least give it a try, especially thanks to Spotify. Yes, Spotify makes it so much easier where you don't... Unless it's someone like Garth Brooks who is not on Spotify, everything is right there at your fingertips, so... Yeah, and um, Spotify has a great 25th anniversary edition of this, 
with live tracks, original studio recording tracks, different versions of the songs. So if you're a Hootie fan, definitely check it out. If you appreciate the music, the music process of what it goes through, not just in the studio, but just the different changes, check it out. And then for all you Hootie fans out there, I don't know if you know this, but they actually came out with an album this year called Imperfect Circle, and I really dig it a lot. I've had it on repeat a couple of times. Oh yeah, I, I did see that. In fact, what was this? I, uh, they cover REM, which is such a weird combination, but it somehow worked. It did, and I'm with you there. And actually, I didn't notice about Hootie, but they have actually covered quite a bit of songs, and they're not bad at it. No, um, definitely check that out. There's a lot of respect, and they did "Losing My Religion," like you said, and I actually like. Their cover of it, no, it's not better than the original, no. but I like it. And then they also did a cover of Use Me, so check that one out as well. So they do some really good covers. So yeah, we're going to get started talking about Cracked Rear View. Uh, before we do, you'll appreciate this. A friend of mine who is technically in the music business actually once toured with Hootie and the Blowfish. Uh, jealous. I, they toured last year before all of this happened and I wanted to go see them in Tampa but they the the prices were quite high and I was in a transitional period and I'm like I can't justify it so Hootie and the Blowfish if you're listening thank you for listening please go on tour again so I can check you out so yeah my, my friend Jason whose dad is uh you know the, the band Foghat right oh yeah uh that the lead singer is my friend's father. Ah. Uh, so. I, I, have an, I have an embarrassing story to tell you why I know Foghat. It's actually thanks to Jim Carrey. <laughs> All right. Tell him. I'll make sure Jason hears this because he, lo- he, so, he loves any mention of his dad's band. So. It was an MTV Movie Awards. And I remember it. Jim Carrey comes up dressed up not like Jim Carrey. He has no I remember this. I remember this. And he just was so upset with the music choices, and he just said, "Would you play some F and Fog Hat?" And I was like, <laughs> I laughed so hard. First is Jim Carrey. Second of all, it just was great how he delivered it. And then someone goes, "Oh, that's an actual band," and I was like, "What?" <laughs> so thanks to Jim Carrey making that really Jim Carrey intro or shout out to a song or band. I checked it out. So yeah, I because uh, I have uh, Fairweather Johnson as a CD, so he had the entire band sign it for me. Oh, definitely frame that, cherish that. Yeah, that was cool. I did not. He's just like you have a hoodie CD. I was like, yeah. He goes, give it to me. I'll I'll get it back to you eventually. And when he came off tour, he's like, oh yeah, it's signed. I'm like, sweet. Uh, <laughs> yeah, those guys just seem like really great, down to earth. Um, very humble band members. Agreed. All right. So this was released back in July 5th, 1994. It was actually recorded over 1993 to to March. Uh, It had five singles released off of it. Uh, It is 11 tracks for 46 minutes and 36 seconds. Uh, And the genres, because I absolutely love how uh, Wikipedia labels CDs, this one comes as Roots Rock, whatever that means. <laughs> Pop Rock, which I don't know that I really agree with that one. 
folk rock, which is probably the most accurate description ever. And then the weirdest one, alternative rock. No. <laughs> I'm I'm with you. When I saw that it won a Grammy in 1996 for um, Let Her Cry Best Pop Performance by a group or, or duo, I was uh, head-scratching on that one. Yeah, I, again, I, I mean, I don't know where else you would actually put that song, but just when you think alternative rock, you think you know, Stone Temple Pilots and Pearl Jam, you don't think Hootie and the Blowfish. No, I'm even a fan, and I, I wouldn't go that direction, now. All right, and to tell you just how 90s Hootie and the Blowfish was, and you, you'll you'll appreciate this, because they were referenced on the TV show Friends. Yes! <laughs> the Hootie and the Blowfish concert episode. Yep. I... I love how they didn't show anything. They just showed, was it, Ross, Chandler, and Monica in the theater. And they're like, well, we could just stay, you know. And they didn't really say it. They just name-dropped it. So yep. it was a great little shout-out. All right. So we're going to get started. My least favorite song is actually the first song off the album. It's called Hannah Jane. What are your thoughts on this one? Um, you and I, I, I have it actually in the middle of my list. Um, so Hannah Jane for me is going to be number five. My least liked one was Look Away. Yeah, trust me, that's, that's near the bottom for me as well. So, uh, the lyrics include, so what are you going to do about me? I'll be there when you have no one else. Spotted the old man in the South. Hold it in. I'll be there. Be your friend. Now, the one thing I will say about this album is everything other than the singles, and even the singles, technically, are depressing as fuck. Like, looking at the lyrics, I'm just like, wow, this is this is some sad stuff right here. So, and, so yeah, I mean, it, it, again, I don't think there's necessarily a bad song on the album. As Chris said on the Chris Ranks the Universe, you always have to start somewhere. So, yeah. saying that, Hannah Jane is the 11th best song on the album isn't saying it's a bad song it's just there's 10 more better yeah I I agree with you it's there's not a bad song and I mean when you're the top selling album of 1995 there's a reason for that the songs are all great now just if you're not in a deep spiritual soul searching mood just listen to the music it's fun music that you can drive to have fun to some of the songs are definitely great thinking to. There's one or two, like, if you just need a, an emotional song. But when you look deep into the lyrics, then you'll see there's a, actually a really deep layer to this band, especially this album. There's a lot of thought that went into this album. Like I said, there it's very emotional. The lyrics are very touching. And, you know, like I said, it, it's a sad album. But because of the way that they present it, it doesn't necessarily come off as a sad album. Right. All right, so next up, and this tends to break my usual way of thinking. I usually let the singles kind of be higher up. I've never been a fan of the song Time. It, oh, okay. It's probably one of my least favorite Hootie songs. So number 10 for me is Time. I'm not with you on that now i will say this is time a little 
overrated. I don't know about overrated, but maybe it's like a little overplayed. Yeah, I have it actually just behind Hannah Jane at number six, but I definitely get where you're coming from on this one. I just, I think they're, I think part of it was this song got seriously overplayed, which is a death blow for me. Like, I look at uh, Third Eye Blind. The song Jumper was on every freaking channel when that song first came out to the point where I just couldn't stand it anymore. I always made the reference if I heard the song one more time, it was going to be about me. I was going to be the jumper. <laughs> well, I'm glad you weren't the jumper. Um, but, I, yeah, when time comes on, I will admit, um, I'll, I'll skip a little bit, kind of the beginning. I'm like, I, I want to get to the actual song and... It's not even my favorite song about time. I still think that goes to Pink Floyd. But this song, I think once you skip skip kind of the start and then get to the good stuff, it definitely gets better. And this was the fourth of five singles to be released. It came out on October 24th, 1995. If I'm picking a song about time, it's because of... Uh, a certain event that happened in my life that I will be forever mocked for, but it goes to Time Waits for No One, uh, recorded by Freddie Mercury. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. All right, so next up is called, is Look Away, for me, is the ninth best song on it. And you'd, I, al- you'd already said that that was near the bottom for you as well. Yeah, I... This one, like you said, there's no bad song... I went with, when I thought about this, which one do I maybe listen to the least? And I think, look away. But, oh man, I do love the music and the guitar strums on this one. But just overall as a song, it's probably the one I listen to least. I I can totally get that. So, look, look away is track number nine. And for me, it's number nine as well. Yeah, but I will say this, though, listening to it, at someone I love, like, musical theater, I could picture this one easily being in a musical, just with the storytelling aspect of it. I don't know if that's what they were going for, but I think it's a really great, like, Broadway-style song. I could see that. All right, next up for me is Drowning. And I'd originally had it much lower on the list, but the more I was looking at the lyrics, thinking, this is too real for today, and I went and replayed it. That's the one thing about this podcast, though, is for a lot of these times, I'm hearing a song for the first time. So it's not always easy to judge a song based off one listen. Right. So I I did wind up going back and listening to it again and going, okay... I need to move this up just a little bit. So originally it was the last song on my list. But then after that second listen, with lyrics like, Trouble with the world is we're too busy to think about it. All right. Why is there a rebel flag hanging from the state house walls? Tired of hearing this shit? Yes. Hootie swears. About heritage, not hate. Time to make the world a better place. So again, when, when you look at what's happening in the world today... It, it, it is a, a good, you know, theme song for what's happening. And this song came out, or this album came out, like, early, mid-90s. And there's a lot of words that are said and themes in the song that are relevant today, especially in 2020. 
So I I had Drowning as second to last, but man, if there was a song from this album that was perfect to listen to in 2020, Drowning is a great song. And yeah. It's not depressing. I don't want anyone to think it's a preachy, depressing political song. No, 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 no. It just it's a good commentary on just like movements that are out there. Yeah, agreed. And, like, I was taken aback when I'm like, wow, Hootie's dropping swear words. He's getting yeah. serious now. I mean, it's not as jaw-dropping as when Taylor Swift did it on her new album. But, yeah, when Hootie swears, you uh, perk up a little bit. My, my favorite completely random swear is uh, Billy Joel actually drops an F-bomb in a song. Wait, what? What song? Laura. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did not like. Did not expect that. Like, I had the cassette tape. That's how old I am. And I was listening to it, and all of a sudden, I'm like, "Wait, did he just?" And I hit the rewind button. I'm like, "Yep." And then I pulled out the little booklet that came with it that had all the lyrics. I'm like, "Yeah, he dropped an f bomb. Damn." Yeah, sure did. <laughs> all right. Next up, for me, it's the song "Goodbye." Good choice. Um, this one is. It's in my bottom five, so good choice. Yeah, and again, like we said, not necessarily a bad song, but when there are better songs on the album, it's gonna happen. Yeah, actually, we have this song um, in the same place on our list. Obviously, different songs follow it, but it's the same place on our list. Awesome. I like when that happens. And next up, I'm going home. This one. Yeah, this one for me was in the bottom half of my list, so um, we're we're on a similar page with that. You have it a little higher up, and like you said, it's not a bad song, but um, I just got to be in the mood for this one. Well, yeah, because again, it, it's a heavy topic. It, yeah, clearly, it's dealing with death, and you know, it's not the easiest topic to deal with on a day-to-day basis. So when you look at the lyrics, Mama, please don't go. Won't you stay here for one more day? I've been your boy for so long now. There's so much I still have to say. When you're dealing with the death of a parent, it's just, it's gut-wrenching. So it's a hard topic to to discuss through a song. And that's what I love about being the Blowfish. It's you described a really hard topic for a song that could be something so dark, but Hootie does it, Hootie and the Blowfish do it with the guitar strums, plus you have Darius Rucker's like, very good bluesy uh, Carolina voice that just carries this song and just uh, it just hits you in the right ways without it being depressing. Yeah. It could easily be a very depressing song, but because of the way that it's composed... And like you said, his voice gives it that that gravitas where it's like, okay, this could be bad, but it's not. Yeah, like you you forget it's actually a sad song with how they did it, which is what I love. Yeah. Alright. And now cracking the top five, we have Not Even the Trees. <laughs> so here's where you and I are gonna like disagree. Um, just a little bit actually the number three song for me i love this song quite a bit um the top two songs were like there was no changing the top two and this one i remember it came on i was like that has to be my number three i love not even the trees i get a 
kind of a, a Toad Wet Sprocket vibe from this song. Oh yeah. Which, which, I think if you listen to that and if you go, I know what song you're talking about, you'll hear it definitely. And but I love not even the trees. And uh, I saw Toad the Wet Sprocket in concert back in college. Almost got a chance to interview the the uh, the lead singer, but I got beat out. So. Ah, oh, jealous. Yeah. Uh, they speaking of weird covers that night. They did "Imagine" by John Lennon, which. Oh. Yeah. You have to you have to be careful doing that song. Like Alicia Keys, she did it. Oh man, it gave me chills. But you, you just got to be careful when it comes to an iconic song like "Imagine." Exactly. Uh, weird cover of "Imagine" that should not work, but really does. If you can find it, is Avril Lavigne. What? Yes. Uh, there was a tribute album to John Lennon that came out several years ago. Yeah. And yep. she does uh, Imagine. And again, it, it could have been brutal, but it actually worked really well. Like, I believe that because I know everyone immediately goes, it's Gator Boy, but no, Avril Lavigne, she knows how to play that piano and she can do a ballad. So. Yeah. So, it, it, yeah. That album is so hit or miss for me because, like, Aerosmith is on it and they do a horrible job. And Aerosmith yeah. is my second favorite band. So, for me to be like, eh, no, but Avril Lavigne, yes, was weird. <laughs> yeah, but that's why you're the right man for this show. You, uh, you listen to the music. You don't look at the name of the band. You listen to the music. Yeah, because I look at it this way. The same way that every actor is going to make a bad movie every band is going to have bad songs as much as i love aerosmith and queen nothing they're not perfect there are some things that are just not good yep all right next up we have another sad song running from an angel yeah this one this one was actually my fourth to last so you have it way higher than i have it I can, and again, I can understand that because it's, it, again, it's a tough topic because it's clearly written about a uh, person he cares about that keeps cheating on him. And so, again, it's a hard topic to get through sometimes. So, yeah, and I don't like, that's why I like, it's a good for anyone who, who is in love with that person they know they shouldn't but to them they see them as an angel but your friends are trying to tell you there's no wings on that person this is just a really good song about kind of dealing with trying to set yourself free running from the angel yep all right now we're gonna get into three of the biggest hits off the album and again like you said, it is one of the biggest albums of the 90s, so it tells you just how big these next three songs are. And for me, two of them were interchangeable. I could have moved one to three and one to two and then back, so I put Hold My Hand in at number three. Uh, I am... I, Jeff, I know you have it in your top three, which is the correct choice, but... This song has to be number two, but I I will forgive you a little bit since it's in your top three at least. And like I said, I, I went back and forth. Did I want it at two? Did I want it at three? 
I just, to me, two, and we might as well just go ahead and jump to two. For me, it's Let Her Cry. I just... Oh, Jeff, I have to leave. I can't believe you right now. (laughs) I just think that that song is... You feel every lyric in that song. All right, I want to hear your number one, and then we're going to come back and talk about your top three. Uh, Number one, clearly, then, is going to be Only Want to Be With You. Yeah, I... No, don't get me wrong. I have Only Want to Be With You as number four, but it's just because not even the trees, like, just... When I heard it every time, it snuck up there to be my number three. So I had Only Want to Be With You number four, which, you know, when you hear it come on the radio, you can see why that song was so popular. So... I get why you love Only Want to Be With You so much. For me, it's the quintessential Hootie song. Whenever, if I think Hootie and the Blowfish, the first thing that pops into my head is Only Want to Be With You. So that's uh, why I had to put it in at number one. See, for me, um, Let Her Cry, it is such a, I, I put it up there with a rock ballad. Like, ballad, it's, it's great. Also, like whenever I go to a karaoke bar there's at least one person that's like I need to I need to sing it and then just let her cry comes on and you see them close their eyes and they get just into it and then you look around at the whole bar and everybody's like yeah let her cry and just everyone gets into it I just I think it's a really great like rock song yeah and like I said it's one of those songs where you feel it from the first lyric you can easily like see yourself in that situation. And that goes to how powerful Darius Rucker's voice is. Yeah. And I hold my hand for me. If there was no letter cry, hold my hand was going to be the obvious number one, just because of how much fun it is, the song, the lyrics, the feels, the, the mood it transforms you to when it comes on so I w- I'm a little sad that it's hold my hand is number three for you but it, I that song just comes on and it takes me to a different place uh, and since we're talking only want to be with you where do you fall on the controversy of him basically ripping off a Bob Dylan song I don't I feel like to use the phrase ripping off and all that now I, I've read all of it I've heard all about it um You're Bob Dylan. You inspire so many people. So many people think that you're one of the top five best songwriters of all time. So, you know, it's kind of like with Shakespeare. You inspire people. I think Bob Dylan definitely inspired Hootie and the Blowfish. I think they were maybe a little bit more than inspired and definitely tributed a lot of that song to Bob Dylan. But I I don't think I would go as harsh as saying, ripped off Bob Dylan. Because if I remember correctly, they even, like, Bob Dylan sued him for how much of the song that they used as far as lyrically. And I'm like, I I, kind of get it, but I'm with you. I don't think it's as bad as other things that we've seen as far as music rip-offs. Right. But, I mean, I'm also the guy who didn't really think that Huey Lewis in the News had that strong of an argument with Ray Parker Jr. and the Ghostbusters. See, I, I don't hear that at all. I, I've never heard, uh, like... And the, I, get, I get pushback for that. I'd be like, you don't hear it? I'm like, I, I mean, 
you know, it's a jingle. They're both jingles, and that's what the theme of both songs are. But other than that, no. All right. So, I mean, we're we're for the most part on the same page. Yeah. yeah. Our top four is there. Yeah. Uh, again, a lot of it was, you know, one spot here, one spot there. So, I, I think ultimately we're, we're on the same page. And that's going to wrap up another episode of Ranking Tracks here on CKCC Radio. Before I let you go, I think I will in... Uh, next album will be Duran Duran Rio. So that should be a fun one. I'll tune in for that one for sure. All right, well, and that's going to wrap up another edition of Ranking Tracks. I want to thank my guest, Mark, for guest hosting and looking forward to having you on again. I appreciate it. It was a lot of fun being here. I look forward to our next album to cover. And obviously, Brian and I would love to have you at United We Fan, the podcast. So come on over whenever you're ready. Sounds like a plan. All right. Thank you for listening, and have a good one, everybody. Bye.